This podcast may contain adult themes and triggering topics. Please be kind to yourself if you get triggered by what we discuss. Also, this isn't a substitute for therapy or counseling. Please listen to the appendix at the end for some of our recommendations for resources that will help you find a qualified mental health care provider. Now, we take you to a time in the near future where emotional abuse has been appropriately deemed a crime and the survivors find a home to reclaim their lives and freedom. This is Haven, and these are the stories of the Reclaimers. Wait, we've talked about this term before. I'd like to go through it again, if that's all right. What is triangulation? It's when a predator uses two people against each other. Oh, right. Like in the case of your abuser's sister. Yes, exactly like that. So what's the difference between a flying monkey and someone who's being used in triangulation? Flying monkeys are active. They do things because they believe they're right and in the best interest of all involved. Those involved in triangulation may not even know they're being used. Triangulation can also happen between victim and a lie about someone else. How would that even work? My abuser used to watch other women openly in front of me. He'd comment on how attractive they were, on how much he'd like to make love to them. Oh, and he knew that would hurt you. Yes, he did it because he knew it would hurt me. That's disgusting. There, that. It was a red flag. Oh, I was hoping we'd get into this tonight. Red flags. Yes. So that red flag was your partner doing something that would hurt you. No, even the most healthy partners do things that hurt one another. It's that my abuser knew it hurt me, and he did it anyway. How do you know he knew? He told me. He told you? How? Well, he'd make it into a joke. Uh, I'm not trying to hurt you, but her boobs are so much better than yours. And how would you respond? The first time I got really hurt... He watched me cry for a while, and then he comforted me by telling me what I wanted to hear, that he was sorry and he'd never do it again, that he'd never dream of looking at another woman. Ah, those were those fake apologies you mentioned. Yep, you got it. That's truly low. Are you comfortable sharing other examples, looking at some other red flags? Well, we can talk examples, sure. Unfortunately, examples often lead to either dismissing someone's truly abusive nature or even believing someone is a narcissist when they're not. So examples aren't good. They're all right, but I have something better. And what's that? I've brought along a few hypotheticals from the Haven. Ooh, hypotheticals. Yes. Hypotheticals help you evaluate how you're feeling. Trying to diagnose someone else isn't helpful. Why not? Well, without a psychology degree and clinical practice, it can be really tricky to have the diagnostic experience to determine whether or not someone should be diagnosed with a personality disorder. Well, that makes sense. So the purpose of the hypotheticals is to... Evaluate how you're feeling in your own relationship. I see. That makes sense. You're not just deciding anything about anyone else, just about what you think and feel. Exactly, because that's really all you can control and truly understand. Okay, let's dive right in. I want to know some hypotheticals. Perfect. Imagine a few times when your partner was wrong. How did they handle it? 
Oh, interesting. No one likes to be wrong, though. Yes, that's true. But not liking being wrong and not being able to handle it at all are two different reactions. Disordered personalities struggle admitting they were wrong and usually try to project and shift blame. They can't take responsibility for their own actions. Great. Next. Can you imagine a time when you set a boundary? How did they react? That makes sense. Coercive control seems to be about violating boundaries. Yes. Can you imagine a time when you talked about your future? What did they do? How did they react? Well, I talk about my future with people, like my agent and my boss and my husband, though... Disordered personalities promise big, grandiose plans and then let you down so they can get angry when they don't follow through. They also like to make you think there's all these good times and love in store if you'll just keep submitting and accepting the abuse. I I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, this is what I was saying last time about we don't really understand what predators truly look like. True. Okay, go on. What's next? Can you imagine a time when you turned the conversation to talk about other people? Did your partner try to disparage the person you're talking about? Are they able to hear stories and your friends and family? Or do they solely focus on themselves or on you? Oh, that's a good one. So if they can't even hear about other people, that's not a good sign. Nope, it's a red flag. Ordered personalities understand social contracts and caring for others in a long-term invested environment. Plus, some disordered personalities can't handle other people making mistakes. So it's telling if they don't have long-term friends in their life. That could be a red flag too. Hmm. Well, I'm sure this is a big list, but let's pick one more. Yes. Um, the last one I'd pick is to imagine a time when you got emotional. How did they react? Not just can they listen, but do they react to your emotions or do they respond to the reasons behind your emotions? So reacting to emotions is the red flag here? Yes, to some extent. We all struggle when someone we love is upset particularly when they're upset with us. But if conversation about emotions leads to productive new understanding, that's a good thing. If it doesn't, it could be a red flag. You're using words like could be and maybe. Anything definitive you can offer? I think how you feel in the relationship is the key marker. Do you feel heard and understood? Do you feel free to become your best self? Do you feel like your partner is a true companion? This. This is fantastic stuff. Thank you. Oh, one more thing? Uh, What's that? Your partner doesn't have to be a disordered personality to be toxic. And you deserve a relationship that is toxicity-free. Excellent. Thank you. After the break, we'll be talking to Dr. Ashley Soleil, wife to Dr. Phoenix Soleil. Dr. Ashley recently took the stand in the inquiry to address her own. Hey, it's Percy and Feeney here. What you've just heard is a work of fiction, but we know that many listeners are living in a world of pain that isn't fictional at all. At the end of every episode, We're going to include an appendix of sorts. Some things we hope will serve those who live with a reality of fear and pain every day. First, we want to let you know about our website, www.empowering.tools, where we keep an ongoing list of books, 
websites, hotlines, and many other resources for victims and survivors of toxic relationships. Second, we love to hear from you. If you'd like to share your story with us or let us know how the episode impacted you, we'd love for you to reach out. These are deeply emotional things and we want to give you a chance to share. We're a small team, so an in-depth response isn't always possible, but we do read every message we receive. Third, if you're in crisis or you need to find an immediate way out, please call 800-799-7233 for the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. If your abuser is a parent or a non-romantic relationship, there are other resources we've listed on the website that are just for you. A reminder, emotional violence is still violence. You don't need to have bruises on your body to deserve help, and it's okay to feel what you're feeling when you call. Fourth, be safe. For some, getting out will take planning and time. If you know you need help, do what you need in order to safely get away. Lastly, we know how difficult it can be to believe there's hope on the other side of a toxic relationship. Many on our team know the devastatingly difficult steps it takes to get away from an abusive predator. But there is hope. You don't have to do it alone. If you don't have supportive family or friends, you can still find support at the hotlines we mentioned earlier or at a local hospital or shelter. Thousands of survivors have made it out. Getting out and reclaiming your freedom can be your story. We believe in you. We believe in your future. And And we we believe believe in your right to that freedom. freedom.